And now, the host of the Marv Cutler Show. He goes by the name of Marv Cutler. Who is that guy? <laughs> hey, I want to I wanna introduce my audience to my, my new producer, uh, Chris. And um, I've been working with him um, uh, today. Um, he seems like he's going to do a great job. So I'm looking forward to, to working with him. Um, I, I want to mention that I, I got in the mail the other day. And before I do that, I want to just say, um, I know you're looking down and having joy in this, and I hope you're listening to the show again tonight. And um, I miss you. Anyway, Sue and Paul Bergstrom of Mountain Melodies Manufacturing sent me a kalimba. Now, a kalimba is a, a thumb piano. Uh, it's an ancient folk percussion instrument that are originated in Africa and spread throughout the world. It's known by many names, the most common being Sansa, Kalimba, and Thumb Drum. It's a wonderful little instrument. Uh, uh, Mountain and all these mixes, these little small these small Kalimbas and their, their pocket size are a wonderful instrument. If you want to, you know, have some fun uh, playing a thumb piano or if you want something for the kids, uh, it's a great instrument. So check out Mountain and all these manufacturing uh, it's music made simple, and they're at www.mtnmelodies.com. Mountain, abbreviated Mountain Melodies.com, and and check out these uh, this Columbus. They're really uh, a great uh, a great item, and I have um I have one back at my home in, in Las Vegas um, in a diatonic scale. And Sue and Paul sent me one in the pentatonic scale, and um, I'm really enjoying playing this. And, and it's really high quality. It's made in Georgia, American-made, so it's a terrific product. Uh, check them out, mtnmelodies.com. Um, you'll you'll have a lot of fun with the uh, with the kalimba. Uh, right now, here's a little word from my friends at Golden Eye. I just can't say enough about my new glasses that I got, a golden eye and a. What a shop this is. This is an independent shop. They have over 25 years experience. It's owned by a great guy, Randall Martinelli, who's a licensed optical dispenser. Also, uh, the great staff over there, Frank and, and Marty. This is probably the biggest selection of eyewear I've seen anywhere, especially for an independent shop. And let me just tell you about the frames they have, and the, and the prices are unbelievable. Like Dolce Gabbana for $99, Ray-Bans for $69, Versace for $99, Oakley's for $70, Prada for $99, Calvin Klein for $32. They are Coach and Burberry and Gazelle. Unbelievable. You can get two complete pairs of eyeglasses on their basic collection for $49.99. Includes frames and lenses, single vision only, plastic lenses up to three and, and three added, and high index extra and restrictions applied. There's a, you can also get two complete pairs of bifocals, even no line progressives. Only $99.99 includes frames and lenses up to three and three and transition and high index extra. Restrictions apply in that. Only see good things through their glasses. This is an incredible shop and they have a great, great, great selection and they do great work and they have one hour service and they have a go lab on premises and on-site eyes are available from $49. And if you mentioned you heard it on Mav Cutler's show, you can get a free frame up to $400 
$199 with the purchase of lenses. So check these people out. They're really great. Golden Eye and Ear. They are located 5068 West Atlantic Boulevard in Delray Beach, Florida. Their phone number is 561-498-7878. That's 561-498-7878-5068 West Atlantic Boulevard in Delray Beach. An incredible store. I love this shop because I love my glasses and I love the people that work there. So check out Golden Eye and Ear. You'll really be happy. All right. Golden Eye and Ear. Um, hopefully uh, Chris has uh, Larry Coriel on the phone. Uh, I just want to mention that Larry Coriel has been around a long time. He's almost as old as I am. Uh, we were talking earlier today. And um, Larry is one of the great um, uh, great guitarists of, uh, of all time. And um, I started uh, in radio playing jazz 38 years ago. And I played a lot of uh, Larry Coriel's music. And uh, I'm really forward, looking forward to uh, talking with Larry uh, about the old days in, in jazz and what he's doing now and, and uh, what, what's happening in the, in, in the, in the jazz world. From Hello, Larry. I'm yeah. here. Oh, okay. It's, sometimes it's hard to get connected right away because my producer's in Tampa, I'm in Boca, and you're in Orlando. Well, we sound like we're just as confident as a bunch of uh, code readers from World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, it's so good to talk to you, man. I, I, I've, I've been a, a fan of yours for many years. I've been playing your music for many years on, on, on radio and and um, I remember the old days with uh, with the, the late great uh, Gary Burton, and um, it's just a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, I want to mention where you're going to be uh, in a couple of weeks, but let's talk a little bit about Larry Coriel. Tell me about the days with with Gary Burton. Those were incredible. Um, in 1966, 67, and I think into. 68. It was actually a very short time period, but uh, a lot, uh, a lot of activity in terms of um, we recorded a lot. The uh, overall music scene was very healthy. Then, not just jazz, but popular music, classical music. During my time with Gary Burton, I was able to visit the great Samuel Barber. The great composer, we, Steve Swallow and Roy Haynes and myself and Gary drove up to Samuel Barber's uh, estate in upstate New York, and I got to meet this great man. Because of uh, being a member of that group, I got to be in the same room with Duke Ellington. And for me, at the age of, of age of twenty-five, it was incredible. I, you know, through Gary, I, I got to meet Stan Getz. I mean, so many great things happened. You know, um, you all, you started out with um, with Chico Hamilton, who was absolutely one of my my favorite all time musicians. Yeah, he he died just earlier this year. Oh, really? I'm, I'm, I I didn't know that. Yeah, he made it. He made it to a very ripe old age. Uh huh. Yeah, Chico was such a, a great player, and I, I really enjoyed uh, Chico's well, music. Well, he was no Tony Williams, but he he was. A great drummer uh, right. in the more traditional style, but most importantly, he was a mentor. He really, he really felt he derived great joy from putting the spotlight on other 
up-and-coming musicians to help them get uh, get a, a, a foot in the door, so to speak, of the jazz community. He did that with, with me, uh, as well as several others, so many others, Kim Hong included, uh, Gabor Zabo. But Chico, was, he was like my dad. He really was. He was great. He was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I, I, yeah, he was great. You know, because I, I go, I go way back of, uh, in, in jazz. You know, I'm a, I'm a couple of years older than you, and I've been playing jazz for a hundred years, and and uh, it, it just, uh, you know, the the, the, the the men you play with are so great. The musicians are uh, such, such great music. Who was your, who did you, who was your idol? Who was your, who did you um, listen to uh, growing up on guitar? Oh, I loved Tao Fano. Really? Crazy about Tal Farlow. Uh-huh. Uh, and also, I loved Johnny Smith. I thought he was fantastic. Oh, Johnny Smith. And, and Tal Farlow, great musician. I also, you know, I'm also a, a big uh, Joe Pass fan. Well, Joe Pass came later. When I got to college, uh, Joe had come out of rehab, and he recorded with Les McCann. Right. And I, and I heard that I was listening to a jazz radio station, in Seattle, where I was going to college, and they played this track. I, I could tell Les McCann. I saw that, and then this guitar player started to play, and I could tell it was a solid body guitar. But the guy was playing not unlike Wes Montgomery. Uh -huh. I knew it, I knew it wasn't Wes, but it was characteristic of that level of playing. Right, and I had never heard the name. When when the track was over and they announced Joe passed, but I was a fan from that moment. Yeah, Joe was a great musician. I I met Joe a couple of times um, uh, back in Boston. Um, I used to um, I used to produce the, uh, the music at Storyville in Boston, so I met a lot of the guys, and uh, um, and Joe was one of them, and just some really great great musicians. But too bad we never met. I mean, really well, was a good meeting. Someday we'll have to get together. Yeah, well, I just got there a little too late. I think Storyville, I think Storyville might have been closed by the time I arrived in New York. Oh, I, I was I, I did the new Storyville that opened in 1980. Oh, I was never there. Yeah, there was a new Storyville that opened at the uh, Buckminster Hotel in Kenmore Square. And, I do um, not even know about that. I love Kenmore Square. Yeah, that opened in 1980 um, um, with. Um, and I and I had uh, you know I had Buddy Rich there and John Hendricks and Tiny Grimes and a lot wow. of a lot of a lot of great uh, musicians uh, coming in. So it was a it was a great great time for me uh, producing all that that wonderful all those wonderful shows and concerts and and it was and, you know it was great to have be part of the uh, historical name. Cool. So the tell me what, what are you doing uh, now nowadays? Uh, what kind of music are you playing now? Still playing straight ahead, uh -huh. but I, I do a wide variety of things. Um, I've just uh, written an opera, which is going to be performed in Slovenia at the end of this year. Uh -huh. it, it's based on the Tolstoy, the long Tolstoy novel called War and Peace. Wow, is it as long as War and Peace? Well, I, I, it's not as long. It's only an hour and 15 minutes long. I, what I wanted to do, I basically, remember Dave Rubik's Jazz Goes to College? Absolutely. 
I wanted to do Jazz Goes to the Opera. Jazz Goes to the Opera, wow, that's great. Something so, something along those lines. I was always a big observer as well as a big fan of Dave Brubeck. I also noticed what he did. And when I got a chance to talk to people who knew him, especially early on, I paid attention to the descriptions of his endeavors from people who were around him when he was at Mills College. And for me, and this is only for me, um, I felt it was really important that I expose myself to classical stuff that could improve my jazz knowledge and and uh, skills uh, because of what people told me about Dave uh, working under the tutelage of uh, Darius Milo. I thought that was very important. So I've been inspired by Dave's life very, very much. Dave was an incredible man. He, um, he, was, he, he played right up till the end. He was... Um, he lived a, a long life, and uh, he, he was he was still playing. I saw him. I think he was like about eighty nine or something. Last time I saw him, I when I, last time I saw him, he was in his nineties. Uh huh. Wow. And he and he was playing his tail off. Yeah, he He had not flagged or lagged one whit. Yeah, yeah. So, are, are you on tour now, uh, Larry? I have been off the road now for quite a few months, which has been wonderful because I'm starting to starting up to play again, including this thing we're doing at Arts Garage in a couple of right. weeks. But my main focus now is to get this opera, um, to make sure this opera comes off in the best possible way. I'm working very closely. I mean, I, I work on it every day. I'd like to bring it into Vegas. <laughs> I think Vegas would well, be a great place for, uh, for, um, for, for an opera of that type. Whatever works. Yeah. I want, I want people to hear the music because it's mostly singing with orchestration uh-huh. and the jazz group, which will be mainly me and maybe two or three other people. We're going, we're going to play on the interludes where the, where the scenery changes. And then we'll play a, like a mini concert at the very end. Mm-hmm. So at least that's the way it is now. We're going to practice. We're going to rehearse everything many, many times as we lead up to the actual world premiere. But I'm, I'm very excited, very happy to be working with some people in Slovenia who are um, forward-looking, progr- like you know, like Brubeck. Uh-huh. It's forward-looking, progressive. I mean, I was so inspired by the uh, two year two years ago at the Detroit Jazz Festival. I watched on a Sunday morning. Uh, I watched and listened and enjoyed to the hilt uh, Dave's Mass, his beautiful Mass that he wrote for orchestra and chorus, and that really spurred me to finish the opera and do everything I could to to, to get it uh, finally produced. Because I I feel very strongly that it needs to be. It needs to be out there, artistically speaking. And there's just, there's, everybody has a mission. Like Dave had his mission. Miles Davis had his mission. Lou Donaldson has his mission. I have my mission also, and I want to fulfill that. That's, 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 that's great. Um, do you have anything out on 
on record uh, now that you want to talk about? Uh, you know, the last record I made was myself and Peter Bernstein accompanying Ron Carter at the Blue Note in Tokyo uh, doing a tribute to Jim Hall, and it's a beautiful record. It's out on the Blue Note record label. It's fantastic. But any of, any of this, I really enjoy all the straight-ahead stuff that I've played over the years. Some of these... Oh, families, that Blue Note, is, Blue Note is still around, huh? Oh, yeah. My the, my my the, old friend and partner. Uh, we used to we used to uh, book shows together, uh, but it was also a great musician. Um, you may know him. Uh, it was a Boston guy, Al Vega, piano player. I don't and, know him. I'm sorry to say. That's okay. And uh, he was he was a great guy, and and he recorded way way back um, uh, with Blue Nose. As a matter of fact, I think I think Alan Dawson started with him. Oh man, the great Alan Dawson. Yeah, and you know what you know what Buddy Rich said about Alan Dawson. No, tell me, I never knew. He was the greatest drummer you ever heard. Wow, coming from Buddy, that's really a compliment. That's a, that's incredible. Yeah, he, you know, I, I produced Buddy in concert at, at Storyville, and and we talked about that, and uh, because um, Alan was from from the Boston area too, from Bedford, like myself. And um, just to hear Buddy say that, that was absolutely incredible. That is incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah. So tell me about this um, concert you're doing um, at Oscar Rides. You know, the Oscar Rides is, um, I, you know, I live most of the most of the year in um, in Las Vegas and do my show from Las Vegas. But um, I come here for for a few months in the summer. Um, just to get away from the heat of Las Vegas and the heat of uh, Florida. <laughs> and um, uh, I'm going to be going back some, but while I've been here, I've been going to this Oscar Rodgers. It's, it's such a wonderful place in Delray Beach, Florida. It's, uh, yes, it is. It's fantastic. It's, have you played there before? Yeah, we played there, I think, either late last year or earlier this year. I think it was last year with uh, Paul Shuchuk on bass and... Um, we had this incredible drummer from the, the graduate of the University of Miami Jazz School. He won't be with us, but I'll have Paul again. And uh -huh. I'm, looking forward, I'll, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's a beautiful room. The, the sound there is, is uh, it's fabulous. It, it's relaxing. It's, uh, it's like a cabaret setting. And, yeah, and um, the, the public is great. The public is fantastic. They're, they're knowledgeable. They're, they're really intelligent. I noticed that I noticed that um, the few concerts that I've been to there this year that um, the people there are very very knowledgeable. You know, I saw um, a few weeks ago. I saw um, Peter Puente Jr. there. Wow! And and and, and I knew I knew Peter uh, Puente Sr. Well, I used to do my radio show back in the seventies, and wow! Um, and we, I had some great times with Tito. And Tito was such a great guy. And a, and a legend, I mean, a real legend. And and to watch uh, Tito Jr., it's like watching a young version of, of Tito Sr. because he, he plays just like him. And he, he, he just he looks like him, he plays like him, he's, he's incredible. But getting back to you, you're going to be there September 19th and 20th. It's yes. a Friday and Saturday. Yes. And um, gonna, you'll have a trio, is that? I'm going to have Paul Shuchuk on bass. 
the, the drummer's uh, last name is Torres. I can't remember his first name. I just got the information about him, but I I am, have been told that he's fantastic, and we can do some Latin things. I always like. I never want to neglect the Latin element that's that's uh, that's endemic in in in, in the jazz concept. You know, I just <laughs> It's funny you say that because in the, in the fifties, I was known as Elgato, and I had a Latin band. It was it was me and five Puerto Rican guys, and I was cool. a non-Hispanic guy, and I was a lead singer. Cool. <laughs> the only problem was it was a great band. We had we we, we were really we really had a great band, but the, uh, the 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 five Puerto Rican guys were involved in a murder, and that was the end of the band. Jail. These things do happen, I know. <laughs> yeah, anyway, sorry. Larry, I'm looking forward to, to your, your, your concert at the Oscar Rodgers. I'll be there on Saturday night. Um, Excellent. I can't wait to see you. Yeah, I'm looking really forward to meeting you because um, I've met a lot of the guys and in, in, uh, jazz guys through my, my career, but I, we've never met, and I, I'm really looking forward to meeting you. So um, I'm really looking, But anyway, anybody that's Really interesting, a great jazz, a great guitar uh, player, uh, Larry Coriel, um, at the Arts Garage at 180 Northeast First Street in Delray Beach. It's, it's a it's a magnificent place. It's 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 probably one of the best places for jazz because of the intimacy. Of it. Yes, and and, and, the, and the terrific crowd that uh, that it draws. It's a, it's a really it's a really wonderful room. And, um, and to have Larry Coriel there is just, it's so fantastic. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, thank you. And Larry, thank you. I know it's getting close to your bedtime, so I don't want to keep you. Um, that's right, that's right. I'm, I'm not getting any younger. Yeah, I know, but you're still not as old as I am. No, you got me by three. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, still, hey, look. I still look you. You are my senior. Oh, and I want to thank, uh, thank Todd for... Um, uh, uh, setting this up and putting this together, and um, yeah. uh, it, it's just great to have you. Thank you again. Okay. All the Larry Coriel, everybody. Oh man, right. great legend, legendary jazz player. All right, I want to play something by uh, by Larry and um, uh, from the album um, with Cedar Walton. His um, Cedars of Avalon album. Here's Larry Coriel along with Cedar Walton.
Larry Coriel was a great Cedar Walton. Um, here's a word from uh, Goldeneye. I am so excited about my new glasses. These are unbelievable. I just can't say enough about my new glasses that I got a golden eye and a. What a shop this is. This is an independent shop. They have over 25 years experience. It's owned by a great guy, Randall Martinelli, who's a licensed optical dispenser. Also, uh, the great staff over there, Frank and, and Marty. This is probably the biggest selection of eyewear I've seen anywhere, especially for an independent shop. And let me just tell you about the frames they have, and the, and the prices are unbelievable. Like Dolce Gabbana for $99, Ray-Bans for $69, Versace for $99, Oakley's for $70, Prada for $99, Calvin Klein for $32. They are Coach and Burberry and Gazelle, unbelievable. You can get two complete pairs of eyeglasses on their basic collection for $49.99, includes frames and lenses, single vision only, plastic lenses up to three and, and three added, and high-end extra and restrictions apply there's a you can also get two complete pairs of bifocals even no line progressives going 99.99 includes frames and lenses up to three and three and transition and high index extra restrictions apply on that only see good things through their glasses this is an incredible shop and they have a great 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 selection and they do great work and they have one hour service and they have a go lab on premises and on-site eyes are available from 49 dollars and if you mention you heard it on Mav Cutler's show you can get a free frame up to four $199 with the purchase of lenses. So check these people out. They're really great. Golden Eye and Ear. They are located 5068 West Atlantic Boulevard in Delray Beach, Florida. And their phone number is 561-498-7878. That's 561-498-7878. 5068 West Atlantic Boulevard in Delray Beach, an incredible store. I love this shop because I love my glasses and I love the people that work there. So check out Golden Eye and you'll really be happy. All right. Um, ARE, uh, Edgar Casey's ARE is just a wonderful, wonderful place if you're in, in the Virginia Beach area. And they, um, they produce um, these incredible books um, and they have a great list of uh, people that uh, write they write books for, for them, and uh, I want to tell you about uh, one of their new their newest book is um, it's called Spiritual Forces Within You. Edgar Casey on the Spiritual Forces Within You. It's uh, it's an AIRE Press book by best-selling author John Van Auken, who's also the uh, director of Edgar Casey's AIRE. This is a, a wonderful book. It combines the wisdom and insight of the world famous. Sierra Edgar Casey with tools to fully awaken and activate the life force, force straighten our tongues within each individual for a more abundant, joyful life. Every soul is intimately connected to all of life, all of time, and all of space. Um, if you want to read a really great book, you must get Edgar Casey on the Spiritual Forces Within You by John Van Auken, who also wrote From Karma to Grace. And uh, you can you can find this book at ARE Press and um, arepress.com, or, or you can visit edgarcasey.org. It's one they're wonderful people. Um, it's a great place to visit if you're in Virginia Beach. And another one of their writers who I whose book I reviewed on the last show 
Uh, Kim O'Neill, who wrote The Way of Knowingness, an intuitive path to your spiritual destiny. And we're really reaching out tonight because, like I said, I'm in Boca Raton, and uh, the studio is in, uh, in Tampa and Clearwater. And Kim is in Spring, Texas. How are you, Kim? I am great, Marv. It's great to be with you this evening. And it's great to have you on. It's um, such a pleasure. Um, your, your, your book was wonderful, as I mentioned um, on my last show. And um, also, you sent me uh, a CD, um, Communicating with Departed Loved Ones, um, which I listened to very, very intently, which is a wonderful CD uh, among the, the many that you have. And um, uh, you're a personal coach and a, and a channeler, so tell me about yourself. Well, thank you for that, that beautiful introduction. Um, I have been a channel for uh, a little bit over 27 years, and it's, it's something I, I just am passionate about because I love helping people discover who they are and why they're here and, and what their gifts, talents, and abilities are and how they can use their unique gifts to, to create a, a life that they just adore and to be of service to other people as well. And a, a big part of my work is not only conducting the private sessions, but it's also writing books and conducting workshops where I teach other people how to really connect with their own intuitiveness and develop confidence in their own discernment so that they're able to live each day to the fullest and really trust in what I call knowingness, which is this this absolute just this intuitive sensation that we just absolutely are convinced that something's right. A lot of people talk about Marv having this feeling when they first meet a romantic soulmate and they think, I don't know, how would I know I'm going to marry this person? Or they could be sitting at their job one day and say, you know, I just have this feeling, this unmistakable sensation that I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to start my own business. Or Someone can be ill, and they can, they can have this sensation that, you know, I know I'm going to beat this. I just know it. And so I've picked up so much of this, this awareness that people have day by day as, as they go through their lives. And often people kind of complain because they say, you know, I felt it a couple times, but I want to feel it all the time. And I want to live my life with this sense that I'm on the right path and I'm doing what I'm here to do. And so this is why I wrote um, the latest book, The Way of Knowingness, and uh, uh, what I talk about in my workshops. So for me, it's really important to, to help other people develop as much independence and empowerment as possible. And I think that when we find ourselves on the right path, when we're doing something we adore, when we're in good relationships, um, when, when we are able to create, you know, abundance for ourselves um, and we feel that we're taking care of ourselves the best way we can health-wise, I think that's the secret of happiness. Yeah, I, you know, I, I found your, your CD um, so interesting, uh, communicating with the part of loved ones. Uh, as I told you when we spoke on the phone earlier, um, I lost the love of my life. I dedicate my show to every 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 time I do a show, and, and I know she's listening. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it's just so amazing because 
although I have reasons not to uh, to have me involved in any channeling of my, myself, um, I find that I, I find that after reading your um, listening to your CD, that I'm able to connect a lot more with joy than um, um, that I had before I, I, I listened to your CD. Oh, I'm so glad that, that, and Marv, that's exactly why I created it. And so many people, thank you for sharing that. So many people, when, when I conduct a workshop and I'm, I'm explaining about how this process works and how simple it is and, and how all of us are involved in the process anyway, but we don't always realize what we're doing or, or how we're doing it or how we can improve our ability to pick up not only on our departed loved ones, but our guardian angels, or what our soul is trying to tell us, for that matter. Um, there are so many people who want to tell stories about, oh, my gosh, my dad passed, and I felt him around me, and he comes to me in my dreams. Or my child who committed suicide comes to me in dreams. And um, there's, a, there's a gal that I've channeled for um, on a number of occasions. She's a physician, and her son who was 20 years old, committed suicide, and she has a, a blog now called Channeling Eric, and she's written books, and she's an amazing woman. And it's been such a privilege to be able to connect the two of them. But she feels him herself all the time, and and I, I'm very quick to say that, that, you know, I'm always here to serve others, but it's so important for people to develop their own ability to feel and, and sense because, Again, it's part of being independent, and I think it adds to our whole quality of life. And so, Marv, for you to to feel her or to sense her, I would imagine would tremendously be comforting and add to your quality of life and, and know that it's really her. Well, you know, it's, a, it's the funniest thing, but I think we spoke about a week, week and a half ago, and after we spoke on the phone, I was sitting in the, in the chair in the living room, uh, which is opposite my kitchen here, and um, I, I just dozed off. And as I dozed off, I saw the opening of the kitchen, and I saw her standing there with a smile on her face, like like uh, like she had when she was here. Oh, that's absolutely wonderful. And and um, now, were you did were you did you just say that you were you were just going to close your eyes and? Yeah, I just closed my eyes, and, and actually, I, I, I sort of dozed off a bit. So you saw the uh, Which I don't usually do, you know, during a day like that, but I just happened to sit there, and I just happened to doze off, and that's when that happened. Oh, my gosh. And what's, what's so wonderful about that, besides um, your your sweetie, you know, coming to visit, is the, is the fact, Marv, that you, you uh, were willing to to sense that and experience that and and take that in. It can be very emotional, of course, but wonderful, but very emotional, that you had the courage to see it for what it is and that your sweetie is still very much alive, but she's just in a different form. And sure, I think is. it's important. Yes, yes. So, so, so Kim, tell me uh, how my, my listeners can uh, contact you or go to your website and, and find out more about you. Yes, thank you. Um, my website is kimoneillpsychic.com, and um, 
I also conduct a monthly drawing where I give away a uh, half-hour channeled session over the phone. And so all people have to do is go to my website and register, and uh, they're included in the drawing. And I also write a monthly advice column called Ask Kim. And so people are also welcome to write to me on my site for my column, and I answer a number of questions every single month. Um, for folks, and I, I'd love to be, you know, I'm here to be of service just like you are. So um, I would I would welcome that opportunity. I'm great. Uh, you know, it was so great having you on the show. I'd like to have you on again sometime when we have a little bit more time we, we, we talk about the subject a little more. Um, in the meantime, I want to thank you for being on the show, uh, taking time out of this late hour of the evening, and, uh, and, and, and talking to my listeners, and um, thanks for being here. Oh, Marv, thank you so much. It's been my great pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so much. Take care, and, and I'd love to see you again. Thank you. You too. Bye. Thank you. Okay, here's Goldeneye again. I am so excited about my new glasses. These are unbelievable. I just can't say enough about my new glasses that I got at Golden Eye and E. What a shop this is. This is an independent shop. They have over 25 years experience. It's owned by a great guy, Randall Martinelli, who's a licensed optical dispenser. Also, uh, the great staff over there, Frank and, and Marty. This is probably the biggest selection of eyewear I've seen anywhere, especially for an independent shop. And let me just tell you about the frames they have, and the, and the prices are unbelievable. Like Dolce Gabbana for $99, Ray-Ban for $69, Versace for $99, Oakley's for $70, Prada for $99, Calvin Klein for $32, they are Coach and Burberry and Gazelle, unbelievable. You can get two complete pairs of eyeglasses on their basic collection for $49.99, includes frames and lenses, single vision only, plastic lenses up to three and, and three added, and high end extra and restrictions apply. There's a, you can also get two complete pairs of bifocals, even no-line progressives, going 99.99 includes frames and lenses up to three and three, and transition and high index extra. Restrictions apply in that. Only see good things through their glasses. This is an incredible shop, and they have a great, great, great selection, and they do great work, and they have one-hour service, and they have a go lab on premises, and on-site eye exams are available from $49. And if you mentioned you heard it on Mav Cutler's show, you can get a free frame up to $499 with the purchase of lenses. So check these people out. They're really great. Golden Eye and Ear, they are located 5068 West Atlantic Boulevard in Delray Beach, Florida. Their phone number is 561-498-7878. That's 561-498-7878-5068 West Atlantic Boulevard in Delray Beach. An incredible store. I love this shop because I love my glasses and I love the people that work there. So check out Golden Eye and you'll really be happy. Great shop, Golden Eye. And um, somehow we just dropped the call. <laughs> And uh, I know um, I know Cyrus Chestnut is there, and um, and Chris is working really hard to um, uh, to get him on. And I'm sure, and momentarily, uh, Cyrus Chestnut will be with us. And uh, I, you know, to sometimes the wonders of um, the telephone, um, it doesn't always become that wonderful. <laughs> so. Um, I just I'll mention that while while we're waiting for Cyrus, Cyrus is um, a very uh, extraordinary pianist. Um, 
uh, he'll be appearing at the um, at the uh, Arts Garage in Delray Beach on Saturday, September 27th at 8 o'clock. Um, he's earned a reputation for his skillful versatility, his ability for blending sounds and for unabashedly bringing gospel into the club performances he gives in. And despite a sense of playful showmanship, he takes jazz very seriously and believes that jazz has great staying power. And now that we have Cyrus? Yes, you oh, do. Yes, How are you doing? Um, Cyrus. Yes. The Jazzy Nutman. Yeah, that is I. <laughs> How are you? I'm great, Cyrus. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Even though they printed your name wrong in the program, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's that's okay. I I've had a lot of different uh, versions of my name printed. <laughs> so, Cyrus, tell me about yourself and tell me about your your great music. I've heard so much about you. I'm, I'm looking forward to coming to see you on the on the 27th. And um, well, I guess I'm just, I'm just a a person um, just trying to find the right notes to play. <laughs> you know. Um, to attempt to be a musician, to send people away feeling better than when they arrived, um, utilizing um, the the just utilizing utilizing music. I operate primarily off the jazz idiom, you know, naturally, but uh, I don't limit myself to the jazz idiom. So in a performance, you can hear a little bit of anything. Okay, so so, uh, so yeah. I understand that your your your, your jazz uh, uh, sometimes turns to gospel. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. There's a gospel influence. Um, there's a classical influence. Could you say that again? Have, have a gospel background? Yes. Yeah. Well, to give you a little bit of history about me, I started playing piano approximately at the age of three. By the age of five, I was getting, um, uh, my father was my first teacher. By five, I got, received my first professional teacher. By the age of nine, I was, uh, I started study at the Peabody Preparatory in uh, Baltimore. And also at the age of nine, I got this, I got this, um, record, uh, by this, uh, pianist, uh, I saw this picture, this record with this guy on the cover playing the piano, and I thought it was really cool. And I didn't know who Thelonious Monk was, but uh, that was the first jazz record I ever re I've got was called uh, Thelonious Monk's Greatest Hits. And then uh, it's just been a great journey from there. Um, coming out of uh, high school, I could have easily went into the conservatory, continuing my study of Brahms, Mozart, and Bach. But by that time, Brahms, Brahms, Mozart, and Bach had been uh, replaced by Charlie Parker, um, you know, Red Garland, and Winston Kelly, and, you know, Fats Waller and all the crew, you know, so. You're, so um, you're classically trained, correct? That is correct. That's wonderful. And and I'm sure um, I'm going to hear you play Round Midnight on, on, on Saturday night, right? Okay. <laughs> Remember that, you know, that's my request, you know, so I want to... Okay. <laughs> Thanks, I'm right. a big, I'm a big Monk fan, so, you know, I, um, um, I never met, I met, never met Monk, but I've met his son, T.J. Monk. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. And uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's quite a musician himself. And, yes, he um, is. Uh, have you been on? Uh, have you been on tour, uh, uh, Cyrus? I've been playing. It's been a very interesting year. I've been doing uh, various different presentations around the world. I've actually uh, had my first trip to Africa this year, which was oh. really, really fun. Um, I've also been able to um, uh, work with the great, uh, with the great Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Oh, um, it's. And now um, I've just I've been appointed the teacher of jazz piano at Howard University. Oh wow, that's wonderful! In Was in Washington D.C. Right. So I'm just finishing my first my I'm finishing my first day of teaching there. You know, so it's been very exciting. I've been doing performances with Kathleen Battle. I have something coming up with her in Philadelphia. Uh, he's a, he's a magnificent uh, singer. Oh, he has incredible. Um, I released did, released my very first live record ever in my life um, this past July, and it's been doing quite well on the radio. Uh, it's entitled uh, Midnight Melodies on the uh, Smoke Sessions label. And so it's it's just been very... Very interesting. It's been a very interesting year. A lot of fun things happening. And you're going to be playing solo piano, right? That is correct. I love the opportunity of playing solo because, um, you know, I love, I, I, well, first and foremost, I just love playing piano. Uh, playing with a bassist or a bassist and drummer, you know, sometimes you can lean on them to, you know, kind of carry you through, but in the solo, when you, when you put on the solo hat, you become the full band. You become the rhythm section. You become the orchestra. Right. So, you know, I always like that challenge. Fine. And it sounds to me like um, you're very spiritually motivated in your music. Oh, yes, I yes Yes, I am. It's, it's, it's in my DNA. Um, you know, there's a Spirituality is a part of who I am, and so um, anytime I sit down and play, it has no choice but to be but to be shared. That's so wonderful. So I just want to mention again that you're going to be at, at the Arts Garage. Have you played there before? This will be my first time. It'll be my first time at the garage. Yeah, it's a wonderful room. It's, it's very intimate. It's, uh, it's oh, okay. up, um, uh, like a little like a lounge with tables and chairs, and the, the sound is, is wonderful. The, the the people that come there are very knowledgeable people, and they know their music. Um, and it's just such an intimate intimate setting that um, you know for a guy to play solo piano, it, it's a perfect perfect setting, and I think that. Uh, from what I've heard about you, I think that this is going to be a magnificent evening of music. Um, the Oscar Rides is at 180 Northeast 1st Street in Delray Beach. Um, if you want tickets, you can call them at 561-450-6357. And, you know, I, I want to thank Todd for, for getting, uh, getting you on the show. It's, it's really been a pleasure talking to you, and I'm looking forward to meeting you because I'm going to be there to hear around midnight. 
All right, all right, all right. I'll make sure I have it on the have it on the program list. Okay. Hey, hey Cyrus, thank you so much, and it's such a pleasure talking to you. And I'm looking forward to saying hello to you after the show. I look forward to it myself, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Cyrus Chestnut. Wow, we had some some really really terrific interviews uh, today. Some great people, and uh, I want to play um, something uh, dedicated to. Joy, I know she's listening. Um, John Coltrane, and Tells me that you are my own 
heart's desire Every kiss you give Sets my soul on fire I give myself in sweet surrender My one and only love My wonderful guests that I had on this evening, uh, uh, Kim McNeil, Kim O'Neill, sorry, Kim O'Neill, <laughs> and um, Cyrus Chestnut, the jazzy nutman. So, um, uh, uh, you know, this, uh, this show, this, these are three of the best guests I've had on in a long time, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy they were with me, and I'm uh, looking forward to, uh, to checking uh, out. Uh, Larry and uh, and Cyrus at Hot's Garage uh, this coming this coming uh, in a couple of weeks and uh, until next time um, thanks for listening have a marvelous week enjoy and uh, ciao. Ray Berger, the NFL has suspended Ray Rice indefinitely after he was cut loose today by the Baltimore Ravens. The decision